What is going on? And we are back with the 40th episode of NF Sports Talk. And I just want to thank everyone for tuning in today. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the New England Patriots possibly tanking for Trevor Lawrence. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers, if he's losing his job to Jordan Love in Green Bay. And we're going to be talking about Dak Prescott over Carson Wentz. So, some quarterbacks here. You know, historic franchise, New England Patriots. They got a quarterback issue going on there. So we're just going to dive right into it. Some people are saying, you know, they say the New England Patriots are going to try to tank for Trevor. Operation Tank for Trevor Lawrence is a go. And I, you know, I really don't think that's going to happen. I just realistically don't think the New England Patriots are going to tank for Trevor Lawrence. Um, in order for them to tank for Trevor, or to even have a possibility of getting Trevor Lawrence, you're going to have to go at least 3-13. and 13. So, that alone, I feel like they're going to win more than three division games, right? And that's going to be barely, you know, you got the Bills, you got the Dolphins, and you got the Jets. The Jets are really not the greatest football team out there. They do not have many weapons on offense. Um, Sam Darnold is, you know, he's been a very average quarterback in his first few years in league. Miami Dolphins are a team that, you know, they have promising um, structure going on there. Their roster's getting better and improving after the draft, for sure, with Tua. They're a young team still. They're going to have, you know, they're going to take the time to develop, and, you know, it's the Miami Dolphins. You can never really take them seriously as much as, you know, you want to. They haven't been really good since Dan Marino, and even then they couldn't win. You know, they couldn't get the big game done. So um, you got the Dolphins, and you got the Bills. Who some people think the Bills are going to be the favorites in that division, which I personally think is ridiculous. Um, the Bills are a good team, don't get me wrong. They got a good defense. They got a they got a young quarterback in Josh Allen. You know, I just don't think you can take out the Patriots, no matter who they have, as long as they have Bill Belichick. And with that point being said, Operation Tank for Trevor. Operation Tank for Trevor is not a go for the New England Patriots. They are not going to tank for Trevor Lawrence because that's not how they do it in New England. Bill Belichick has won 11 or more games in 10 years. Every every year for 10 years. For over a decade, he's won 11 or more games. He's not going to tank for Trevor and win three. He's not going to tank for Trevor and win two. You know, that's just not how he plays. He's not, that's not how he coaches. That's just not the mentality that he teaches his players. With a roster like the England Patriots, who, you can't tell me they're not set up for success. Their defense is elite. They have veterans on that team. Stephon Gilmore, Devin McCourty, Dante Hightower, veterans. On, on offense, you got Julian Edelman, one of the most productive receivers we've seen in some time. Nikhil Harry, a promising rookie from last year, coming into his second year. A running game that can get back to the way it used to be with a healthy offensive line with David Andrews coming back. And then you got Jared Stidham, who this kid has so much potential to become a quarterback in the NFL that means something, that does something productive each and every week and someone who has the talent around him to be a great quarterback in the NFL. Jared Stidham is not only someone who, you know, was there last year and took quality reps against a really great defense, the number one defense in the entire NFL. Some people forget. But the New England Patriots the number one defense in the NFL last year, and guess who was practicing against them each and every single day, each and every single week? Jared Stidham. He was taking reps against that defense every single week to become better and improve. Not only that, he was learning behind the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady each and every week, each and every game, sitting on the sidelines, learning, absorbing, getting better, maturing. In his second year, we saw what Patrick Mahomes did in his second year. 
after shooting behind Alex Smith. I'm not comparing Jared Sedem to Alex Smith. I'm not saying they're the same kind of talent or player. The situation they had is similar. Alex Smith is a quite quite a good quarterback and underrated. He he's had very successful years. He's always put up big numbers. He was a mentor for Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady, he might not have been a mentor type, say, to Jared Stidham, but Jared Stidham used him as an asset to get better, to improve, and to mature as a quarterback in the NFL. The Patriots did not draft a quarterback in the NFL. They did not draft one in, in this year's draft. They signed two undrafted free agent quarterbacks. Do you really think Belichick thinks that guy's going to be the next Tom Brady? N- no, they, they're not going to be the next Tom Brady. Because Jared Stidham has the opportunity to be well, that next Tom Brady opportunity in New England. They didn't draft a quarterback because they know Jared Stidham is the better option than they could have realistically chosen in this draft. They had opportunities to take Jordan Love. They had opportunities to take Jalen Hurts. They had opportunities to take Jacob Eason. They had opportunities to take Jake Fromm. They took. They passed up on every single opportunity they had to take one of those quarterbacks. You know why? Because they believe Jared Stidham is better than all of them. Not only for the fact that he sat behind Tom Brady, but in the draft last year, they say that Jared Stidham threw the best ball, the most accurate ball out of every single quarterback in that draft, which had Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins. Some of the, those quarterbacks should name off a few. Those guys are, Daniel Jones, very accurate. Dwayne Haskins, you know, he's hasn't been the best year last year, but he can be good. And Kyler Murray, this guy throws missiles, okay? So when you when the scouts say that da- that's Jared Stidham took the most accurate ball out of all those quarterbacks, Belichick sees that as an opportunity to turn that into something great. And that's why they didn't spend a pick on a quarterback instead of putting picks around Jared Stidham to be a great quarterback. You know what I mean? Instead of spending a third-round pick on, you know, Jake Fromm or, or Jacob Eason, they got a tight end. Not only did they get one tight end, they got two. They got two big body targets for Jared Stidham, which he was missing last year, which the Patriots were missing last year down the middle field. Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene. Two tight ends who are fast, big, and strong. Can block, can be an open target, and a security blanket for Jared Stidham. They had a first-round pick at 23. Jordan Love was still on the board. They traded back. They traded back to get more picks. To get a safety that can be the future for their team. Planning for the future with Jared Stidham. And they also got a pick that they later used on a linebacker to, to, to ensure and develop that defense even more. So instead of taking a quarterback and putting all the assets into one guy, they're putting assets into the defense, into the offense, into special teams, into the entire team. It's not just a one-man band. You know, it's not a one-man unit. It's an all-around team. Belichick has won games with quarterbacks less talented than Jared Stidham. Jacoby Brissett, a few years back, he won a game with the England Patriots when Brady was out. You look 10 years back, Matt Castle, he was a pro bowler when Brady was out in 2008. So you can't tell me that Jared Stidham has not had an opportunity to come in there and win games. The Patriots went 11-5 and with Matt Castle. So going 11-5 and in the NFL... Any time during this era, that's 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 gonna make getting into the playoffs. At least a wild card, if not a first in the division. So the Patriots go eleven and five two years ago and win the Super Bowl. So 
going 11-5, 12-4, it's not unprecedented. And with a quarterback like Jared Stidham, accurate, fast, can run. He can give the Patriots an aspect of a game that they haven't had before, and that's running the ball. Tom Brady was a snail. He had pocket, He had the greatest pocket presence we've seen in so long. His feet were so quick and, and you know, elusive in the pocket. But if you get him outside the pocket, you know, you're you're not going to have a hard time chasing him down. Jared Stidham, he's got legitimate wheels. He can run. He can throw on the run, and he's got good pocket presence already. We saw what he did last year in the preseason. In a whole year of maturing and getting better and then dedicating their offense to Jared Stidham and what he can do and building it around him, he's going to excel, and he's going to excel really well. So when it comes to tanking for Trevor, no, they're not taking tanking for Trevor. They're going for they're winning it with Stidham. They're gonna win it with Stidham. They're gonna you can't tell me that the Bills are are gonna take down Bill Belichick and that elite defense they have building there. You can't tell me that off that offense with those two tight ends, the running game, those two times they drafted were great blockers. The running game is gonna get back to where it used to be. Jared Stidham is not gonna be they're not gonna rely on Jared Stidham to throw the ball fifty times a game. They're gonna run more. But they're also gonna let Jared Stidham throw the ball when he, when they he has to. To Nikhil Harry, a big body. Muhammad Sanu, Julian Edelman, those guys. So on a team that has a bunch of playmakers, a great defense, you can't tell me they're not going to win games. It's just how they do it. McDaniels schemes up great plans every single week on offense for whatever they have. Belichick, he schemes up great plans on defense every single week to match up against that team. So you could put... You could put anybody back there at quarterback. Uh, not you could put any NFL quarterback back there to start, and they have a really good shot at winning the game. And when you put someone back there like Jared Stidham, a guy who is, they said he was a first round talent. If he stayed at Baylor his entire career in college, he would have been a three year three year player, a true freshman starter, and he would have entered the draft with guys like Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, um. Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and he would have been a first-round pick, projected to be a first-round pick in that draft. Instead, he wasn't able to stay at Baylor the entire time. He went to Auburn. His things didn't go exactly as he played in Auburn, and he fell to the Patriots in the fourth round after four years in college. He's a steal. He's got the talent. He needs the coaching, which he's getting in, in New England. And the New England Patriots are a serious contender next year for not only making the playoffs, they're going to make the playoffs. I hear people say the Patriots are done. The Patriots are, you know, we never think we'd see the day the Patriots are, are done. They're not done. They just turned a retired wrestler into a fourth-round draft pick that they used to draft a rookie tight end. Tom Brady, he wasn't going to play forever. This day was coming. And last year, we saw what he did. He, I legitimately think, I legitimately, th- like, I'm not saying this to throw shade at Tom Brady or to, to point fingers, or whatever. I legitimately think he was the one holding us back last year. Our receivers are good enough. Why do you think Bill Belichick did not draft a receiver this year? Everyone said they needed receivers. No, they don't. Julian Edelman. Nikhil Harry. Mohamed Sanu. Jacoby Myers. All four of those guys put up big numbers last year. In the preseason, Edelman puts up numbers every single year. Nikhil Harry's promising rookie. Those four receivers alone are great players. Last year, we had Philip Dorsett, speedster as well, to add on top of that. 
So those receivers alone were good enough. Why do you think they weren't putting up numbers? It's because Brady wasn't playing the best football he's played in his career. His completion percentage was so low. They said they can't get open. He said he can't. the receivers can't get open. Jared Stidham can get them open with his legs. Extending plays. That's what you need in the NFL these days. Why do you think Lamar Jackson, Sean Watson, Patrick Mahomes are having such great success? They're not sitting in the pocket for three seconds and whipping it on a dime to the two receivers that are running the best routes they've ever ran in their life. No. They're sitting in the pocket, extending the plays with their legs, running around, and then throwing it deep. And that's exactly what Jared Stidham can bring to the New England Patriots. They can bring an option where he can sit in the pocket for however long it takes. Extend the play with his legs, run around the pocket. Go outside the pocket. Throw the ball deep or wherever it is where the receiver's open after this play lasts, you know, 5 to 10 seconds. Patriots are notoriously known for getting the ball out of their hands as quickly as possible. So... That runs two ways. The quarterback has to get the ball as quickly as possible, but the receiver has to get open as quickly as possible. And the only guy that I can think of that can get open that fast is Julian Edelman because of how slippery, how elusive, and how quick his routes are. You got a you got a rookie receiver, Nikhil Harry. He does not have the route running skills to to know how to do that yet. He's a big, strong guy. He's not as fast as Julian Edelman or as quick as Julian Edelman. He's still fast, but not as quick. So you're gonna have to give Nikhil Harry time to get open. He's more of a deep threat. You have Phil Dorsett last year. He's more of a deep threat. He's fast. He's a speedster. You gotta get t- give him time to get open. They were utilizing the receivers wrong because that's how Brady works. He works, you get the ball out as quickly as possible, quick little routes, make let the receiver do the play. And I when I say this, I legitimately think Tom Brady was the reason why we were we were held back last year. We were seven and zero for a time. Then we started playing the good teams. Baltimore lost. We lost a bunch of games in our Texans lost in the, at Houston. A lot of a lot of ugly football towards the end of the year, and then they lose the Dolphins at home. I I, it's a mixture of Brady not playing his best level and Brady giving up on us. I really do believe that he knew. He said he knew he was gone from the Patriots before the start of last year. And I've said this before. Why were you there then? You know what I mean. Like if you're not 100 percent committed, don't don't be there. Okay, like there's no point. And I, I saw it last year. He was getting frustrated so fast. He wasn't taking the time to teach. He wasn't taking the time. He was throwing up some stupid passes. He wasn't giving the time that he used to. He wasn't 100% committed like he used to. And for someone that watches every single game of the New England Patriots football, uh, I can tell when the team is playing smart and when the team is not. And when it got to the, the, the wild card game against the Titans, I th- it was already over before it began. It, they just weren't playing. Brady's last picks was a lazy pick six. His last picks pick his last pass of his career was a pick six that made no sense to throw to. He just gave up. He just threw the ball and gave up. And that's what I think happened last year. He just gave up. The fire wasn't there. He was frustrated with Antonio Brown not staying. He was frustrated with Demarius Thomas getting traded. He was frustrated that they didn't have, he didn't have his weapon in Gronk anymore. He's just frustrated. Why do you think he went to a stacked offense in Tampa Bay? Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Now they got Gronk, OJ Howard, a solid offensive line. They have playmakers everywhere in offense for him. That's where he wants to be. I don't think he has playmakers. He doesn't want to be the playmaker anymore. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to have to be the guy to rely on to make the plays. He wants people to make the plays for him, and he wants to help people make the plays, but not be the one who makes the plays himself. And Jared Stidham, he can be that playmaker for the Patriots if they give him the opportunity. 
if he gives the if they give him the entire offseason to plan around him to mature to improve to get better and they say that you're our guy McDaniels is going to scheme something up Bill's going to give him the proper coaching and Jared Sims going to take that opportunity and he's going to play a very good very very good season next year he's going to have a great season where he puts up big numbers I really believe that he's accurate he's he's quick he's agile he's smart he picked up the offense quickly from what I've heard and he's going to win games we saw him we saw him last year the preseason in a few months with the team win meaningful preseason games you say you can say preseason games aren't meaningful at all but when you're when you're trying to earn your roster spot and you're trying to fight and when you're given fourth string receivers to throw to and you're making plays and you're you're winning games and putting up big points that's meaningful that's meaningful football and he did that so when he gets the guys like Edelman, Nikhil Harry Sony Michelle, James White, the tight ends they just drafted. He gets them to throw to. He's going to make plays, and he's going to make plays at the, in the best moments and when he needs to make plays. He's going to be a winner. Jared Stidham is going to be the quarterback of the Patriots. And the whole point of this is they're going to win games. Tanking for Trevor is not a thing. Winning with Stidham is. They're not going to tank. They're going to win games, and they're going to win games that matter. They have a tough schedule next year. And don't I wouldn't be surprised if they win. As many games as they did last year, as they do this year, I believe they went twelve and four this year. Last year, I believe they go twelve and four or or do better this year, with the fact that Jared Stidham is going to come in there and play some very very good football for that team, and Bill Belichick, you know, he's got something to prove now. You say Brady's got something to prove, so does Belichick. You think Brady think doesn't Brady wants to win without Belichick? You think Belichick doesn't want to win without Brady? He's trying to get him out of town for a few years now, apparently. Belichick, he's going to develop Stidham. He's going to win with Stidham. And that's going to solidify him as the greatest coach of all time. So getting into the next topic here. Aaron Rodgers. I've say I've been I've been really having some fun on TikTok with, with Packers fans lately. They are just not the most happy people on TikTok. I can tell you that right now. Some uh some Packers fans are really on edge about their guy Aaron Rodgers. And uh it's fun. It's fun talking about this because I really do like talking about Aaron Rodgers and, and Jordan Love, what's going on here in Green Bay. Um it's really interesting to see what what they, what Green Bay did. I don't know why I ever I keep saying that I don't know why everyone is so shocked that the the Packers drafted a quarterback of the first round. Aaron Rodgers did that. Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback they drafted in the first round when they had Brett Favre. This Jordan Love thing is no different. Okay? You're telling me if Jordan Love does, becomes the next Aaron Rodgers, Packers fans are going to be whining and complaining still? No, they're not. And Jordan Love has a possibility to be that. Sitting behind Aaron Rodgers with the talent and the, the natural talent that Jordan Love has, it's going to end well. It's going to go well for Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers if they try to do this right now. I saw a thing yesterday that said, so I saw a thing yesterday that said that the the Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur was tired of Aaron Rodgers' attitude, tired of what what he does as a person. You know, we saw this with Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers not getting along. Matt LaFleur said he's tired of Aaron Rodgers' attitude and and sees his opportunity to get a new quarterback in that he can win with. I saw a thing today. I, I'm really glad that I saw this today. Because 
this backs up my this backs up my point from from a few days ago when I said that Aaron Rodgers is not he's not winning. He's just not playing well. And Skip Bayless came on today and said something that I really really think that it's, you know, it's supporting to what I said. Everyone said that, you know, on TikTok I posted this clip and people said, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, let's hear what Skip Bayless has to talk about here. He goes, Aaron Rodgers is no longer Aaron Rodgers. He's in decline. Three straight years, the stats have fallen and fallen. And now, two men who run the Packers, LeFur and the other guy, are saying, we, not, we are not seeing it anymore with Aaron. We're not seeing his greatest anymore. That's why they drafted Jordan Love. That's why they're trying to move on from Aaron Rodgers. I've said that I said this. Aaron Rodgers is not playing the football that he's played before. He is not playing the football at the caliber of, of we've seen. He's been injured. His team didn't even make the playoffs two years ago. Last year, he could he can't win meaningful games. He can't win games that matter. When the games are on the line, he can't win. They had a great record last year. Don't get me wrong. When it came to the playoffs, he choked. He has one Super Bowl win in his 15-year career. And if he's the greatest quarterback we've ever seen throw the ball, how does he not have more than one Super Bowl win? Patrick Mahomes, who I think is the greatest quarterback in the NFL right now, he has one Super Bowl win already. He's been in the league for three years. Aaron Rodgers has been in the league for 14, 15 years, and they have the same Super Bowl amount of wins. So, the Packers are seeing this opportunity to move on to a quarterback who's younger, faster, and who can mature and become a better quarterback and cheaper. Aaron Rodgers has taken a lot of money. He's taken a lot of money out of that Packers bankroll, and for a team that does not have a lot of money, and their assets could go somewhere else. Jordan Love's cheap option a great option, and he will be the quarterback for the Packers in a few years from now. Um, I saw, you know, the, everyone's freaking out about this stat that Aaron Rodgers has thrown one touchdown pass to a first-round pick, to a first-round pick receiver or a tight end. Why? Why is that? You know, I just when I think of that, I think of okay, that that's kind of ridiculous. They they don't have a first-round receiver. They've never thrown to a first-round receiver or tight end. But does it matter? Jordy Nelson, if he wasn't a first-round player, he was still great. Randall Cobb, if he wasn't a first-round receiver, he still put up great big numbers. Devontae Adams, if he wasn't a first-round receiver, he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. Jimmy Graham, one of the better tight ends of our generation. Huge, big. So, that those weapons alone over the last few years, okay, if they weren't first-round picks... Doesn't matter if they're still playing football well, okay? You know what I mean. Like, if if De, if Devonte Adams isn't a first round pick, but he's still one of the best receivers of all time, how or best receivers in the league right now, top five, how how is that taking away from the fact that he's a great receiver if he's not a first rounder? Devonte Adams is still there. Aaron Rodgers still has him as a target. So, he was a second round receiver. So, what's the difference between a first and a second if they're still play, playing at an extremely high level? You know what I mean? Like, I get the fact that they're saying that they haven't drafted a receiver in the first round or tight end in the first round for Aaron Rodgers, but that's because they haven't needed to. Jordy Nelson was there for the longest time, putting up numbers every single year. Devontae Adams, he's coming into now and being the, one of the best receivers in the league. 
in the receiving game with Devontae Adams is elite. He's an elite player. Cornerbacks say he is one of the hardest corner, hardest receivers to cover off the line of scrimmage in the entire NFL. Jimmy Graham, you know, he, I get he's been on a lot of teams and he hasn't had his best years over the last few years, but he's still a big guy who if you throw a jump ball to him, he's catching it. Okay, he's a he's a red zone target and he's a big target for Aaron Rodgers. People forget Randall Cobb. He had great years there in Green Bay. So, if I, I understand that the fact that they haven't drafted a receiver for Aaron, but when you have those receivers already, you put your assets somewhere else. For example, a running back. For example, a offensive line. The Green Bay Packers offensive line is pretty elite. Um, their defense is improving. They spend first-round picks on cornerbacks. So... And when you have receivers that can get the job done and a quarterback who can make the receivers better, then as a, as a team, it's not it's not a one-man band. If Aaron Rodgers gets a first-round pick as a receiver or a tight end, and that offense is one of the best offenses we've ever seen, but the defense shits the bed every week, and they don't win, then what's the point? Okay, you know what I mean? You have You have to have both. You have to have an offense and a defense. And what the Packers say, what the Packers are doing when not drafting a receiver in the first round, they say, all right, Aaron, you're good enough to make the people around you better and elevate their level of play. Like we've seen with other quarterbacks like Tom Brady. You're good enough to do that. You're, you're good enough to make the players around you better. And, to, and what you already have is good enough to be great. So we're going to put our assets somewhere else on defense. We're going to drop the corner. We're going to drop the safety. We're going to drop the linebacker. We're going to drop the defensive end. And we're going to make these two sides of the ball equal as possible. So that when it comes time to time to when both teams, when both sides need to make a play, they can. It's not just the offense relying on to score 40 points and the defense letting up 50 points. It's this, the offense scoring 25 points with the defense allowing 20. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they're not going to have, they're not going to have all their assets on offense and be a subpar defense. They're going to let their great quarterback in Aaron Rodgers make the offense around them better and make that defense better as well to complement both sides of the ball. That's what you do as a sports team. You 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 have to have complementary football on both sides of the football. It's not a one it's not a one man band. It's not a one man show. You can't win with just one one side. You can't win with just an offense. You can't win with both with just a defense. But I would say the Packers are smarter enough to put all their to put their talent and their picks in the defense because if Aaron Rodgers is so great, like everyone says he is, then he can do what he can he can score with anybody. He can he can throw the ball. He can put it anywhere, right? So when you sign veterans like Jimmy Graham, you got to think Aaron Rodgers can do something with that. He can utilize him to some really good ability with what Jimmy Graham brings, a 6'7", big body target. When you have guys like Devontae Adams, who are quick off the line of scrimmage, fast, who can catch out almost every ball, you got to think, well, Aaron Rodgers can do something with that. When you have a running game, when you have an offensive line that can protect Aaron and give him time in the pocket to throw to these guys, you know, people say they don't draft receivers, but you I don't care if you have one of the best receivers in the NFL. If you don't have time to throw the ball, you're not even getting to it to them. So the Packers invest in their offensive line. They invest in their defense. They invest on, on on every aspect of the team to make it better. If you give if you give Aaron Rodgers Julio Jones, well you take away that defense. So it's 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 Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Rodgers on offense. But you take away the pieces on defense. Like I said, if you're putting up 40 points a game, at some point, it doesn't matter how many points you put up on offense because your defense has given up just as many. So you have to invest in both sides of the ball. And the fact that people are making it seem like the Packers aren't 
putting Aaron Rodgers' best interest in, into play, it's ridiculous because they're saying you're good enough. You're great. You are one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. So go do something. Go, go be the best, all right? Go make these players better. Mentor them. Teach them the ways of the fundamental skills and then throw them the ball. Allow them to make plays because that's what you're able to do. As a, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, you make them better. So we don't need to give you top-tier talent because you can give middle-of-the-level middle talent and make them great. What you've seen with Devontae Adams, he's a second-round pick. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. We've seen Randall Cobb be great. We've seen Jordy Nelson be great. So the, the Packers have great, had great receivers. They've had a great quarterback. And when it comes down to it, they're not sabotaging Aaron Rodgers. They're trying to win as an organization. They're trying to win as a team. And in order to do that, you need both sides of the football to function at the highest level possible. So, when you have someone who is extraordinary like Aaron Rodgers, it, le it levels the scale to allow you to put more assets on defense to balance this out because you're so great down here, you don't need top-tier talent. You can work with bottom-level talent and make them good. On defense, you need top-tier talent and level it out so both the sides of the football are great. And we saw that last year, the Packers had a great record, second in the, in the, in the, in the NFC. But they couldn't get it done. And that brings me back to my point. Aaron Rodgers can't get it done like he used to. He, I don't, you can argue if he can't get it done as he ever has because, like I said, one Super Bowl win. Patrick Mahomes, one Super Bowl win. You know the big difference is? Yeah, about, about 15 years in age. So, um, Pat, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, each have one Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers, he's been in decline. He's he's really has been in decline, and Skip Bayless really pointed out, and it's great to see someone like Skip Bayless who is able to show some, some superior insight into football, into the NFL. He sees it too. And I'm sure a lot of people see it. And and you know why? You know who people see it most? You know who what person sees it the most? That's the Packers front office. And that's where they drafted Jordan Love in the first round because they know it's just a matter of time before Aaron Rodgers can't play anymore. And we've already seen the decline. We're already seeing the fact that he can't win those games that he used to. Or he can't, you know as healthy as he used to he's getting injured at times we need someone who's younger a bit faster a bit more agile someone who we can invest into you're not investing into a 36 year old quarterback you're investing into a young one and although Aaron Rodgers might be good enough to win a few games now at age 36 he's not gonna be able to do it forever and the Packers haven't won with him in a very long time so they're putting their assets in a quarterback who they hope they can use in the future. And as an organization, that's the smartest move because you're not, you're not playing for, you're thinking long-term and short-term. Short-term Aaron Rodgers might be able to help you win and might give you a shot at winning a Super Bowl. He might. But long-term, he's not going to be there forever and he hasn't been able to help you win a Super Bowl in over 10 years. So, when it comes down to it, you got to think at some point that the Packers are getting had enough of Aaron Rodgers, his big contract, the fact that he's not getting it done like they need to, and maybe they decide to go into rebuild phase and build around Jordan Love, the young quarterback who they're really high on, and that's where they drafted him. 
the 26th pick in this year's draft. Either way, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, two good quarterbacks, and that Packers team will be good for more years to come, but it's smart for them to invest now than when it's too late because you can use Aaron Rodgers as a mentor to mentor Jordan Love and to develop him like Brett Favre developed Aaron Rodgers. So, as as an organization, as a fan of the Packers, you might not... Fans aren't as inclined to sit there and watch a rebuild. But when they start winning, the fans are happy. So it's only a matter of time before Packers fans realize that Jordan Love is their best interest, and they get behind Jordan Love, and they are, they get excited for the future of what Jordan Love brings to the, new, to the Green Bay Packers. Alright, so moving on to the last topic here, I want to talk about Dak Prescott. And more specifically, Dak Prescott versus Carson Wentz and the Cowboys versus the Eagles. They're in the same division. They're rivals. Dak Prescott looking to get paid more than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz got paid big bucks last year. And I think you gotta pay Carson Wentz, you gotta pay Dak Prescott more than Carson Wentz. Because Dak Prescott is a better quarterback. Dak Prescott, all he's done since he's come into to Dallas is win games and win meaningful games. Dak Prescott came in as a rookie. And beat out. He came in as a fourth round draft pick as a rookie and beat out Tony Romo for the starting job in Dallas. Not only that, he led a team as a rookie to the playoffs who haven't been to the playoffs in, in a few years to a team and they almost beat the Packers. It took a ridiculous throw by Aaron Rodgers and a catch by Jared Cook to, to put the Packers in field goal range and, and allow them to win that game. Dak Prescott almost won and beat Aaron Rodgers in his rookie season. He's only, he's only gotten better since then. He's only matured. He's only improved. And he's been healthy every single every single season he's been healthy. Carson Wentz, he's a he's a you know, he's a toothpick. He gets broken faster than, you know, anything. This guy is injured or dealing with some kind of injury almost every year. That's why I think Jalen Hurts is gonna take Carson Wentz's job eventually. But just looking at Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz here, Dak Prescott is someone who is a winner. And they're investing in Dak Prescott. Not only are they trying to sign him to a big deal, they drafted a receiver this year in the first round. They signed Amari Cooper to a five-year deal. They signed Zeke to a big deal deal. They have the Dallas offensive line. They're really just missing a very supreme tight end on that offense before it's one of the best offenses in the entire NFL. And Dak Prescott is the guy behind that. The Dallas Cowboys are going to win that division this year. They're going to do it. I think the Giants are going to be better than the Eagles this year. Just... Just to put it out there, I think the Giants will be a better team than the Philadelphia Eagles this year. The Eagles were a dumpster fire last year, and they somehow made it to the playoffs. It was almost like who did not want to win that division. That's how bad the, the whole division was last year. The Cowboys couldn't get their shit together. The Eagles were just losing games that made no sense. And this year, it's going to be different. A new head coach in Dallas, Mike McCarthy. Experience with, with quarterbacks. Young quarterbacks. He had Aaron Rodgers as a, as a coach. He coached Aaron Rodgers. He's now coaching Dak Prescott. That defense, they did lose Byron Jones. The Cowboys defense did lose Byron Jones. Before last year, he wasn't the best player we've seen. Like he used to be. So only time will tell if he's one of the best players, one of the best corners in the NFL like he was last year. The Cowboys are going to beat the Eagles, the Giants, and the Redskins in that division, and they're going to, they're going to make the playoffs this year. They're going to be a serious contender. I, I really think the Packer, the, the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys are going to be a serious contender this year in, in that division, in that conference, in the NFC, and that division. The Eagles, 
Everyone likes to compare Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. It's uncomparable. Carson Wentz has not had the best years. He's got a lot of money, but he hasn't the best years. He's been injured twice in his career with some serious injuries. Tore his ACL with a, with a silly play when the when the year they were make, trying to make it to the Super Bowl. The year after that, he was injured for f- four or five games. Last year, he didn't have the great greatest year at all. That team was was not good at all. That was a horrible team, and they still somehow made the playoffs. Dak Prescott is going. That team, that that cow, that Eagles team is almost the exact same. They have not really gotten better. They got Darius Slay. They didn't draft a receiver. Alshon Jeffrey, I, I don't know what's wrong with that guy. He can't catch the ball anymore. Deshaun Jackson, he's not there anymore. Zach Ertz, he's getting up there in age. He's still a very good tight end in the NFL, but he's getting up there in age. That Eagles offensive line has lost a lot of pieces, and I believe that the team is just as basically as, as good as, or as bad as they were last year. The Cowboys, they've, they've gotten a bit better on offense for sure. Maybe on defense, they've, they've lost a few pieces, but they've also signed a few pieces as well. So. Overall, that Cowboys team is better than than I what that I think people give it credit for. That that Cowboys team is going to win that division. They're going to be a serious contenders next year, and it's all because of Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is the better quarterback over Carson Wentz. It's not even close. Dak Prescott should be getting more money than Carson Wentz. Dak Prescott is the reason why the, the Cowboys are are serious contenders each and every year, and he's the reason why ever since he's come in, they've just won games. They've won games, and they've almost made to the Super Bowl a few times. They almost beat that Packers team. And they beat that Packers team in his rookie season. They're a serious contender to go to the Super Bowl that year. So, you know, Dak Prescott, he's a winner. Love his story. Love watching Dak Prescott. Love rooting for him. Love watching Zeke play. Love watching Amari Cooper play. That offense is elite. There's no more distractions with that that terrible coach and Jason Garrett. Do not like him at all. No more distractions with him. He's gone. Mike McCarthy's there. They're going to win games. They're going to win big games. And they're going to be better than the Philadelphia Eagles. And Carson Wentz is going to be gone from, from Philadelphia in a few years from now because Jalen Hurts are going to take that job for him. So my point is watch this division because this division is not going to be like it used to be. The Eagles are going to be a below average team next year. Jalen Hurts is going to have an opportunity. He's going to have the opportunity to take Carson Wentz's job. The Cowboys are going to be a serious contenders next year. And I believe that the New York Giants are going to win more games next year than the Philadelphia Eagles. That division is very interesting. There's a lot of decent teams in that division. When you look at the two top teams, it's the Eagles and the Cowboys. Or it was. Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is. And is going to be a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. He's going to be better. He deserves to get paid more than Carson Wentz. And and Dak Prescott, he's put up big numbers. He's been smart with football. He's been healthy, and he's been reliable. That's why I believe Dak Prescott deserves to be seen as a better quarterback than Carson Wentz, and it's ridiculous to think that he's not. Because although Carson Wentz, he didn't have many players last year to throw to, he's had receivers to throw to in the past. Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz. Now it's, now it's Dak Prescott's turn to have weapons to throw to. C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott. That offense is going to be elite. Dak Prescott is going to be in the conversation for MVP next year. And that Dallas Cowboys team is going to win a lot of games and be serious contenders. So watch for that division. Watch the Eagles. Watch the Cowboys. Because I think Jalen Hurts is going to be the Eagles quarterback. And I think Dak Prescott is going to be in the conversation for MVP next year. It's just going to matter of time to see. And 
the Dallas Cowboys are going to be a serious contenders next season in the NFL. So it's going to wrap up this episode of NFL Sports Talk. Covered a lot of topics here. New England Patriots with Jarrett Stidham, Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, and Dak Prescott over Carson Wentz. A lot of quarterbacks. You know, interesting time here to see things unfold in the, in the NFL. There's a plan to start the NFL a bit later with no Pro Bowl and no bye weeks, which I think is ridiculous. At least the bye weeks, you need at least one bye week. That bye week is so crucial for teams to just stay healthy and to be rejuvenated after a long season. So maybe no Pro Bowl. It's kind of a joke anyway, but they need a bye week. So that plan for the NFL to start back a bit later and push the Super Bowl back, um, it's it's sort of smart, but they need that bye week in there because that's huge for, for NFL teams, NFL players, and, and, and for teams who are looking to compete. In, in general. So um, hopefully everything can start on time. I really hope it does. The NFL is going to be so fun to watch spring tra- or training camp, preseason, regular season playoffs, Super Bowl, whatever it is. Love watching football. Love talking about it. So, so I thank you guys for listening. If you've gotten this far, um, I'd just like to point out again, every day we talk about it. Please check out our TikTok at NF sports talk. We post the best clips each and every day of these episodes of you know the best little discussions from these episodes and if you enjoy that clip you might enjoy the whole episode so go tune into the episode that correlates with that and you might enjoy the whole listen to the whole thing so once again at nf sports talk is our tiktok and uh, we post about six or six or seven clips each and every day on there some great content short content uh just about one minute long clips so great place to find some content on 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 our channel and on our tiktok so so thank you guys for tuning in thank you guys for listening um, if you made it this far, once again, I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, stay safe out there, take care, and, and until next time.